welcome to GTR Trade Insights. I'm Shannon Manders, the Editorial Director here at GTR. Now, over the last year, we have been partnering with City on a series of articles that uncover some of the practical realities of doing business in and engaging in cross-border trade with high-growth, complex markets around the world. We've also been rolling out an accompanying podcast series where we speak to the experts behind those articles to get a sense of what they're seeing on the ground. So in today's episode, the country that we're focusing on is Brazil, where longer term positives on the economic front could be on the horizon, given some of the structural changes that are happening within the country. Joining us for the discussion are two experts from the City Treasury and Trade Solutions team. We're joined by Andre Carvalho, Head of Trade LATAM, and Adriana Milani, Trade Head of Brazil. Welcome to you both. Hi, Shannon. Thank you for having us. We know that COVID-19 has exposed Brazil to an unprecedented health and economic crisis, you know, similar to other countries around the world. But are you yet seeing any reasons for optimism in terms of the sort of longer term economic outlook? Shano, you know that, uh, as, as you well said, I think that the, the pandemic posed to Brazil a huge challenge uh, as a country Brazil has suffered actually more than the average uh, Latin America countries uh, because of the size of its economy. But the good news is that we are, and we continue to see, and we were seeing that in the first quarter, and we continue to see that in the second quarter, we just, the country just closed the numbers uh, for the first half of the year. And we do see some, some positive signs in the horizon. Actually, the signs have been improving since, since first quarter, which is really good news for the country and for anyone doing business in Brazil, right? Uh, the pace of vaccination is speeding up. So Brazil was one of the countries in the world that was really lagging globally in terms of vaccination. Uh, but now it's really uh, catching up. Uh, we have, as of today, we have around 16% of the population already fully vaccinated and around 42% of the population with at least one dose of the vaccine. And it keeps uh, speeding up. Uh, especially in the, the states where we have more population, like Sao Paulo and others, we see the speed really catching up, which is good news for the economic activity. Um, but obviously, um, it's not like everyone else. No one is out of the woods, right? So there is still some uncertainty on the horizon. Uh, but we do see, especially the imports and the exports, so trade um, continues to play a very important role on bringing Brazil back to growth. Uh, we've had a huge drop last year in terms of GDP as everyone else in the world. Uh, but since the beginning of this year, where the, the, the initial predictions for GDP were a, a growth of around 3%, which was lagging Latin America's uh, average 5%, now it's been revised up to be around something like 5.2-5.3%, which is really good news, right? So Brazil is, is really catching up. And it's, it's already in line with the other Latin America countries and even some of the world developed economies, right? Uh, so, yes, so I, I can say that we are seeing some, some good news and we can see some positive things in the horizon that could uh, really be very helpful for Brazil. Yeah, that's really helpful to, to have that laid out for us. Thanks, Andre. Uh, now, you mentioned that 
uh, you know, the role of trade, but what, what specific role, let's dig deep on that, what specific role does trade play in, in boosting the country's economic growth um, this year and next? Yeah, no, so trade is, is indeed playing a very critical role for, for Brazil economy right now, especially on the commodity side, uh, Brazil being a commodity producer and a commodity provider for the world. Uh, we continue to see China um, um, really aggressively trading with Brazil. The trade growth between Brazil and China has been really impressive over the last two years, and it's, it continues to speed up. Uh, in the agribusiness sector, um, we, we see record soybean production and exports. We see um, other commodities like iron ore, uh, other minerals, uh, also with historical uh, really strong performances. Uh, in the case of, of soybeans and some agri-commodities, we see a growth of around 30% year over year. We see record production in soybeans and, and corn, for example. Iron ore and other minerals are up more than 140% year over year. The commodities prices are, are up. Uh, the, the Brazilian currency, the Brazilian real, is still weak. It's still lagging other, other currencies, which is good for the exports. Um, as of today, for the first half of the year, Brazil has accumulated a surplus of around $37 billion, which is 68% growth year over year, which is very good news, with exports 33% up and imports 26% up for the first half of the year. So it seems like the economy is really, again, getting back on traction because we can see by the imports, right? And the exports continues to perform extremely, extremely well. Uh, FDI or the foreign direct investment is, is more than double, which was uh, last year, which it seems like good news, but it's not enough because we know the last year was there was a huge drop in FDI in Brazil, but at least we see foreign direct investments coming back to the country, right? So it's still struggling. It's, it's still not the ideal level, but it's, at least we can see companies coming back to Brazil and starting to invest money again in Brazil. So that's another very good sign of optimism for the country. Thank you, Andre. And Adriana, I want to bring you into the conversation now. So I know, and, and we mentioned in the article that we produced together that Brazil has been working on more open trade and investment regimes, and the government has taken um, several measures to do things like reduce bureaucracy and lower import duties, for example. Um, but tell us about the most significant changes that you've seen um, and how these are, you know, how these efforts are impacting both investors and exporters. I think it's important before, if you allow me, before referring to the most recent measures to reduce bureaucracy and lower import and export duties, I think it's very important to highlight that since the 90s, Brazil has been providing several benefits to incentivize export and import processes among Brazilian companies. So for, as an example, on the export side, uh, there is a non-imposition of taxes uh, for primary sem semi-elaborated and industrialized products. And the same is applied for services, uh, uh, service exports abroad, right? On the import side, uh, uh, taxes are suspended or eliminated if imported inputs are utilized in export products, right? So this is a scheme called drawback, right? Uh, also to incentivize the development of uh, foreign markets by Brazilian companies, foreign exchange remittances abroad link it to the promotion of Brazilian products such as advertisements uh, and events, and also market research for Brazilian export products are deductible 
from income taxes, right? So just to give you a, a brief overview on what has been doing since the 90s before coming to the most recent one, right? So, and then coming to the more recent ones with a view to tackle the COVID-19 crisis situation, the Brazilian government has taken important tax measures to try to support the economy and to facilitate the imports of goods uh, which are necessary to fight the COVID-19 situation, right? Reducing to zero the tax rates applicable to the import duty of transactions related to inputs to vaccine fabrication, protective equipment, automatic respirators, among other medical and pharmaceutical products. But as a more structured and sustainable measure to foster foreign investments and foreign trade activities, the Central Bank of Brazil has recently approved in Congress a bill of law proposing the consolidation and modernization of Brazilian foreign exchange market. Among the proposed changes, the bill will set that the Central Bank will hold competence, for instance, to authorize new entities to operate in the FX market, uh, fostering competition, right? Central Bank will also carry responsibility to regulate foreign currency accounts held in Brazil, what can potentially broaden the types of entities allowed to hold such accounts. Currently, only insurers and credit card issuers are entitled to hold accounts in country, right? Uh, foreign accounts in country. In that scenario, banks will be allowed to offer accounts in foreign currency and companies could be allowed to receive payments in foreign currencies for services provided in country. This is a huge change, right? Digitization and uh, legal recognition of digital documentation are also under discussion and will raise efficiency across trade finance process uh, and help simplify requirements such as KIC and AML, reducing time and cost for clients. If addressed even gradually by central bank that now holds the competence to do that, the bill will become a game changer for Brazilian uh, FX market. Since always, the current FX regulated framework imposed hurdles for the foreign investment and trade finance business. Uh, such change will definitely drive Brazil to a more open economy uh, more open economy model and Brazilian real into a more convertible currency. Thanks, Adriana. And, and those, those really do seem to be some significant changes that we're seeing. Um, so one of the cool things about this um, series of articles that we're doing with City is that we take a look at the practicalities of doing business in a particular country. So tell me, Adriana, what are some of the specific opportunities for companies wanting to do business in or, or trade with Brazil? What are you hearing on the ground, so to speak, in terms of you know, where the best prospects lie and in, in which sectors? Yeah, Brazil is an extremely rich country, right? And full of diversities that are very attractive uh, to the foreign market. But to materialize the opportunities, a consensus that infrastructure bottlenecks needs to be addressed from energy to railroads, ports, healthcare, logistics, and also the technology sector, right? In the technology arena, for example, uh, Brazil is about to hold its auction for 5G network rollout with the expectation of having all 27 state capitals running a standalone 5G standard 
by July 2022. Uh, the size of the the size of the investment opportunity is enormous. According to a research leaded by the government, Brazil needs to double its investment in infrastructure to pursue until 2038 and place Brazilian infrastructure among the top 20 in the world. So this demand combined with a lower real making those assets more accessible will certainly attract attracts investors relying that it's a strategic moment to get into the Brazilian market. Uh, the agribusiness sector is a more obvious opportunity, right, in the trade finance arena, but it still needs to be mentioned. Uh, having, a very, very, having a very favorable climate and soil condition for different plant, plantings, Brazil is the second largest exporter of global agribusiness. And almost 50% of Brazilian export come from the agro sector, being responsible for more than 20% of Brazilian GDP in 2020. Uh, the expectation is that Brazil becomes, in the next five years, the major grain exporter of the planet, overcoming United States. Well, thank you, Adriana, for, um, for sharing those details with us. And thank you, Andre, um, for your input as well. It's been a pleasure to speak with you both as as always and yes i would just like to encourage our listeners to take a look at the article that we have produced together doing business in brazil which appears in the gtr q3 um, publication thanks very much thank you very much channel always a pleasure to be with gtr